Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. It's the Larry Kudlow Show. Free market prosperity starts here. Now, here's Larry Kudlow. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. We're going to turn our attention to this um, UAW strike. Uh, Striking three plants in, uh, let's see, Michigan and Toledo and Missouri. And it's a very interesting story because it's very hard to find fault with the UAW. I don't have to agree with everything they're, they're up to. But it's a much more complicated story, and it's a story in part made in Washington, and it's a story about Bidenflation, and it's a story about Biden's extreme left-wing climate change and electric vehicles, and it's also a story about cost-of-living adjustments. <laughs> so anyway, somebody who's been all over this story is my great pal, John Carney of Breitbart News and co-author of the Breitbart Business Digest, who's been writing some wonderful stuff. John, you have really convinced me. I mean, I've been writing and saying the same thing. And by the way, there's one other guy who may be even more important than either of us, and his name is Donald Trump, who's defending the UAW and put out a white paper about how he would help not just uh, auto workers, but he would help working folks in general. So let's focus on the ghost of wage negotiations past. That's one of your articles, yeah. I guess, out yesterday, right? Was that yesterday's story? That's right. That came out last night in the Breitbart Business Digest. So um, they want a 40% wage hike over four years, but... Um, They've been crushed by falling real wages, and they're also getting crushed by electric vehicles. In fact, the entire UAW may be wiped out if there's no gas-driven cars in the next 10 years, which is what uh, Joe Biden and his crazy climate change policies are. So t- let's talk about this. we got a nice leisurely half hour here on the radio. <laughs> And it's important that you do the talking because I got dental problem. I got blasted this week by the dentist. So anyway, John Carney, first and foremost, what should we be looking at? So I do think when a lot of people see something like a 40% demand in wage hikes over four years, a lot of people, particularly conservatives, are probably going to look at that and roll their eyes and say, you know, oh, there they go again, those unions, you know, uh, demanding unrealistic wage gains. But if you look at what has happened to them, uh, it makes a lot more sense. I'm not saying that, you know, they're going to get 40% or they deserve 40%. Let's leave that between the unions and the companies exactly where it's going to come out. It will come out. There will eventually be an agreement here. Uh, but if you look at what happened back four years ago, 
the unions made a deal. They had a strike against General Motors. It was one of the longest strikes, actually, that they've had in 50 years. They cut a deal where they would receive, uh, it was quite complicated. It was 3% raises in some years, a 4% lump sum payment in other years. It added up to 14 or 15% over four years. This seemed like a pretty good deal. Their wages would go up. But the assumption under that deal was that we would have 2% inflation mm. We'd, or, or perhaps even less. Remember, we had had very, very low inflation during the Trump era and before that. And so what the uh, so the assumption behind that was like, oh, well, if we get, you know, a few points above 2% inflation cumulatively a year, we'll, we'll do just fine. That worked right up until Biden got in office and inflation took off. Suddenly, all of the gains that were negotiated in the contract from four years ago got erased. There's nothing left of them. In fact, in real terms, the UAW members have lost uh, wages. They are mm-hmm. poorer now every year than they were beforehand. So one of the things that one of the reasons they want a big wage hike is they they want to make up for all that inflation that made them lose ground. And then they say, look, going forward, we're not going to be the ones taking the inflation risk again over the next four years. By the way, that's a warning shot to the Fed. Hmm. They haven't convinced the unions that inflation is coming down to two percent. And if if inflation was going to be down at two percent, what the unions are asking for would be a lot. If it's going to be three or four percent going forward, which, by the way, you already have a lot of particularly economists on the left saying that they should give up the the three per, the two percent goal and go for three percent. So, mm-hmm. you know, the, the unions hear that and they say, look, there's a possibility that we are looking at higher inflation for quite some time. And, if, and remember, these numbers are, they, you know, it's the magic of compounding, right? These numbers add up. It's not just three percent a year. It's three percent next year and then three percent on top of the three percent gain. So what they're worried about, what happened over the last four years is they faced 22 percent inflation cumulatively. Mm. So they're, when, when they say we want to raise, they're saying we need to make up for the past inflation and for the future inflation coming down the pike. And that when looked at it that way, 20 percent increase, 25 percent, even 30 percent increase over four years is actually not unreasonable anymore. And I think that that's a, you, you pointed this out. It's a very important thing because this is not a case where you have a union fighting against market forces. Mm. Here we have a union fighting against Biden administration programs that one, you know, had you know, triggered huge amounts of inflation and two are trying to push the economy into abandoning combustion engine vehicles, abandoning gas-powered vehicles in favor of electric vehicles. Again, that's not a free market change. It's not. It's actually quite the opposite. It's not that consumers' tastes have changed and that the union should start making things consumers want. Those those electric vehicles are sitting in the lots right now. They can't. They're not making enough already. They're not making enough gas-powered cars. Those fly off the lots in a month. The electric vehicles sit around for 90 days. The unions know this, by the way. You you, you listed as you started talking, uh, 
the where they're on strike, guess what? They're not shutting down the electric vehicle production. They know where the car companies are making money. Mm-hmm. They're shutting down the profitable gas-powered ones because they're because frankly, if you shut down the electric vehicle production for a little while, all the car companies would just breathe a sigh of relief because they you'd know be they do, have too many. You'd be doing them a favor. Exactly. So, <laughs> so what these guys are saying is, look, you you ruined our wages with inflation. You're ruining the prospects for us to earn money in the future because the electric vehicles that you're forcing the American consumer to accept and you're forcing the car companies to make uh, require a lot fewer workers. And a lot of the work is going to be done in in China. You know, Mm. a lot of the they Mm. can say whatever they want. Oh, no, it'll be made in America. Sure, it will. Well, you know, I'll believe that when I see it. Not if not if we don't elect. You know, there is there is a chance that we'll make some of this in America. But we have to elect a new president to make that happen. So the unions are worried. They should uh, be so worried. Yes, yeah. they should I be mean, worried. They, 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 this, is a, this is a life or death situation for the UAW. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mm. The demise of the UAW hangs in the balance here. That's the way I look at it, John. And you know what else? This is a strike not only against the big three car companies. This is a strike against Joe Biden's policies, right? Both the inflation policy that you pointed out and the EV policy that you pointed out. That has a lot to do with it. But, John Carney, let's go back uh, when... GM and Chrysler were bailed out, Chrysler, now Stellantis. There was no cost of living adjustment in the new contracts. That's You were writing about that, and I had forgotten about that. And that's a really important point, that they haven't right. gotten a COLA in a long time. That's right. This was a big concession they made because the companies were either in bankruptcy or Ford didn't go into bankruptcy, but they were on the verge of bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you know, Chrysler, now Stellantis, GM were in bankruptcy. And these companies, uh, and so the unions agreed, okay, we're going to give up the COLA adjustment. I think that seemed very reasonable to them in, two, you know, back in 2009, 2010, because we hadn't had a lot of inflation, mm. right? So if, if you keep inflation under control, then workers are willing to give up things like COLA adjustments. When you let inflation get out of control, this becomes a much more serious thing. And that's what happened to the unions is, you know, just a few, two contracts later, basically, they got wiped out by huge cost of living, you know, by inflation. And one of the things that I, I heard you mention this actually on the television show uh, and a thank you for, for, for giving us credit for bringing this up, Larry, was that uh, inflation's a lot worse in Detroit than it is in the rest of the country. Yeah, that was another one of your key points. That's a fascinating point. Why is that, yeah. John? Well, you know, it, it, one of the things is the number we see as CPI is a national average. It's always lower in some places, always higher in other places. 
And it, so, you know, that's just a function. You know, a lot of times it's like how, how good the supply chains run into a place, where particular demand is. Um, and in, and it hasn't always been higher in Detroit. It was actually lower. When inflation was low, it was lower in Detroit than it was in the rest of the country. When, and so maybe there's just less flexibility in the you know, economy there. So you know, it runs higher when it's high and lower when it's low. Mm. But the point is they got hit even harder than the nation on average by inflation. So they're feeling it even more. Uh, and this this giving up the the cost of living adjustment, um, ha, I think a lot of them feel like that was a probably a big mistake. I don't think they're going to get that back as an automatic thing. But essentially, what they're doing in this contract negotiation is saying we you know we didn't get a cost of living adjustment. We want one sort of backwards looking, so we want more money going forward to make up for the lack of a cost of living adjustment over the last couple of years. And isn't, John, isn't it true? I mean, for working folks in general, not just the UAW, not just unions, but I mean, you look at what's happened here. One of the reasons Joe Biden's numbers are so bad is it's true for everybody working. I mean, real wages have fallen almost every month he's been in office. Not quite, but oh, I think two or three months uh, in in thirty, but basically this is a national phenomenon, right? And it's something we haven't seen for a long time. Uh, this you know falling real wages is mm-hmm. a big problem, and as you know, it, we last year we had a full year, so two thousand twenty-two, full year falling wages, mm-hmm. uh, the most dec- the biggest decline in wages since two thousand ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, and remember, 2010, we were just grappling with coming out of the financial crisis. Lehman had, you know, we're, we're a day after the anniversary of the collapse of Lehman Brothers. The AIG had failed. You know, we were, we were the, the financial system was on the verge of collapse back then. So the idea that we're, you know, wages are doing like they were back, you know, back in 2010. It's shocking, frankly, because we're because the economy is growing. We're in a recovery. We shouldn't be having that kind of behavior in the wage uh, system right now. All right. John uh, Carney, let's take a quick break. We're talking to John Carney, Breitbart economics editor, uh, editor of the Breitbart Business Digest out daily. It's an absolute must read. Much more in the UAW. And then I want to touch upon uh, $100 oil and $4 gasoline, which is part of the UAW problem, part of everybody's problem. I'm Kudlow. We'll be right back. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. Now, back to the Larry Kudlow Show. We are talking with John Carney. Breitbart News Editor, Economics and Finance, and co-author of the Breitbart Business Digest. You know, John, just to put a cap on this, um, there's one presidential candidate who was focused on this. Only one in either party. I mean, Joe Biden just keeps saying, I'm the most pro-union president. Well, meanwhile, part of this is a revolt against him. Uh, But that's Donald Trump. I mean, Donald Trump is arguing that he will uh, reopen gas-powered cars, 
that he will stop the crazy mileage uh, standards, that he will uh, make sure that uh, tariffs are around to stop China from taking us to the cleaners. I mean, he's aiming right at the rank and file of the UAW, John. And I have to think that if the leadership uh, at some point, you know, they'll probably settle with the big three. But if the leadership winds up backing Joe Biden because they're all Democrats, the rank and file won't. The rank and file is going to go with Trump because Trump is speaking to them in a way that nobody else seems to be speaking to them. That's right. I think actually the UAW has a, a historic opportunity here. Sean Fain, is, uh, who is the newly elected uh, leader of the UAW in a very contentious uh, election for leadership of that union, is trying to prove that he's different from the gut, his predecessors. I think one of the things he could do here Look, I don't expect them to to flip Republican right away. But the, mm. that membership, a lot of them are going to vote for Trump. And they can see what Donald Trump is saying now. They know he's right about how this is a the how the electric vehicle push, particularly if we let China dominate it, is a mortal threat to the American auto industry and particularly to the UAW membership. So what the UAW leadership should be thinking, and and, uh, again, I don't know them well enough to say that they are, you know, that siding with Democrats just because they're Democrats doesn't make sense. The Democrats have abandoned the interests of Mm. their membership and are enthralled to the special interests who want, you know, the Green New Deal. And that's not going to help the auto workers. So if they really want to show that they're different from their predecessors, they really should be thinking about at least, you know, being neutral or open to the idea that Donald Trump, as you said, really is the only one talking about this. I'm very curious what happens in the upcoming Republican debate. Mm-hmm. I really hope some of these other Republican candidates, uh, you know, hopefuls for the nominee. I don't know how much hope they have these days, but you know, the guys who would like to be considered potential presidential nominees should uh should be able to speak to this and let us know where they stand uh and i get it it's hard for a lot of them because yeah, they, yeah, as yeah. you said you wrote this a month ago the, the, the last debate they didn't talk about inflation which is public enemy number one with this debate will they talk about the uaw which is really the biggest economic story i don't know right. I don't know, John. You're going to help us out with the shows we're going to run from the uh, Reagan Library out in Simi Valley. Anyway, folks, uh, John Carney of Breitbart doing uh, the Lord's work, as always. I'm Cudlow. We're going to take a break. Other side of the break, I want to know, is uh, is Hunter Biden going to jail or not? Okay? <laughs> I just want to know that. <laughs> Greg Jarrett is going to help pilot us through that one. I'm Cudlow. Stick around.
This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com. 